Anna Maynard. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Anime Nerd. And of course, today I'm going to be talking about something anime related. But before we get into it, I just want to give a special shout out to everyone who's tuning into my podcast. I appreciate it. I know I, I love to shout out my fans, but I'm just going to keep doing it. So if you're truly a fan, you got to follow me on social media. I got Instagram and I got a Twitter. They're both at AnimeNerd92. So follow me and I'll follow back. You can ask me any question and so. And if you see me in Amino, don't be afraid to say what's up, Amino. Because I sometimes pop up and have conversations and stuff. Like one of my recent polls about which fusion you prefer with Goku and Vegeta. Do you prefer Vegeta or Gogeta? I already gave my answer, but I'm not going to give it just yet until... I do my full review of Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. So check it out once I drop that. But today will be pretty much, you guys know what I like to do, weekly Shonen Jump manga, which is um, My Hero Academia. And then I don't even know if, I think it is a Shonen Jump. Um, But anyway, uh, Promise Neverland my weekly episode update for that so stay tuned for those because i will be dropping them actually now so all right i'll talk to you guys in a bit peace all right ladies and gentlemen so on today's manga review the first manga that we're gonna go ahead and do the review on will be Promise Neverland Chapter 119 Unexpected Meeting. So if you guys last recall left off that in Chapter 118 it was pretty much Emma finally reuniting with Norman. So this chapter, as naturally, will pick off where it last left off with the series. Oh, and by the way, if you guys haven't seen the anime. I suggest you guys watch it because I will be reviewing on that soon. And in the Rise of the Shield Hero, those are the new two new animes that I'm going to be reviewing. So, but anyway, let's go into it. So, Emma was pretty much shocked in the beginning chapter, seeing Ray, tears falling out, flowing down her eyes, you know, naturally. So, and um, Norman for the same. I'm not going to lie. I had always had a feeling Norman was alive. I just wanted to know what he been up to. And so, but now saying that he is alive, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting that they decided to, that he decided to go up, take up the mantle as um, McNerva, which I'm pretty sure he have will explain later on in this chapter or maybe later on in the series progress that he'll explain why he did it. Um, thought it was kind of crazy though to see him because I I felt like I should have been able to recognize him and when they first showed him but I don't know why I didn't maybe because it looked like he's taller like abnormally taller than when he was when he left so maybe growth spurt probably changed everything I don't know it, it was just strange that I didn't pick him up necessarily but it's not a bad thing that I didn't pick him up it's for the good though but I was I don't know why I was shocked that that was him. It may have just been a long time. Anyway, but yeah. 
So pretty much naturally, so the both of them ran into each other, and like Emma gave him a hug, and you know, so on and so forth. It was just pretty much just talking about how how this and Emma was pretty much calling him a liar. You were alive. You were alive, Norman. Um, she asked him naturally that is this truly Norman, right? Um, because the last time that Emma saw him, Norman was pretty much being sent away um, to so-called be eaten because now that they figure out that demons are really out here eating Emma thought Norman was pretty much dead and Norman responded that he was, a, he was I alone was taken to a particular farm at a place again and was kept by a demon and so Norman noticed that Emma was missing her ear and she was saying yeah she she had to cut off her ear pretty much when they got when they was leaving the house and she noticed that she mentioned that she brought Ray and the others so finally Emma took him to see the family and Norman was saying ah the quite the family got pretty big and what a great family all the kids who knew Norman started begin tearing up and realized that he was alive but of course it's naturally so there's some who didn't know him so so they didn't think much of him so all of them rushed over to get Norman a hug which is a nice pretty happy feeling to see um all the kids be able to see Norman and so and then of course here come Ray coming up to Norman playing Mr. Cool of course slapping Norman in the face and he like you know how awful to get payback without such much as a greeting which was funny you know that was very very showing that he cared even ray started crying that's how much norman means to these guys here and so so once everybody got settled in um norman started mentioning where he was at he said he was at the some type of up symbol with 7214 and it, pretty much that place is a place where you experiment on cattle children. So it's kind of like how they have a place where they experiment on our food, per se. They, of course, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to mention this. So if anime nerds go missing, you guys know what happened. They finally got your boy. But anyway, um, Ray asked him how did he get out of there. And Norman mentioned he broke free. He finally accomplished uh, pretty much the guy who was working with uh, one of Minerva's supporter um, destroyed the cage and escaped from it. And everybody was shocked to hear that it was a, a supporter. Um, pretty much the supporter that helped Norman out was the same person that gave um, the pen to Sister Crone. If you guys remember, Sister Crone was this big, buff, gnarly female woman and on um, in the earlier chapter of Promised Neverland, who was she was lying a lot. She was creepy by all means. When she shows up in the anime, I hope they keep her just as creepy as she was in the manga. Cause if they change it, then I might have a problem. Anyway, Norman mentioned that um the guy's pretty much dead though. So because you guys remember um Minerva William Minerva brother um, has pretty much tried to cut any supporter ties or anything that had to deal with his brother helping kids escape. So, 
they pretty much had to figure it out after once they escaped. But luckily, the supporter that helped Minerva, um, not Minerva, but Norman out, um, told him about this place and where it's located. So naturally, so Ray, I'm not Ray, but Norman was like saying he wanted to create a paradise using the network the threat of the Arati clan on uh, wage wars against the demons. So pretty much he's going to wage wars against the demons and the Arati clan, which I can't wait to this. Cause you know, this manga is about to take a, a, a huge drastic turn. And I don't know where it's going, but I feel like it's going to be one of those type of things where you just can't help but sit back and smile because you're seeing it happen in front of your eyes and you don't mind it. And, I, I can't wait. This this is this is a truly great manga. I, I probably shouldn't be saying that while doing my review, but oh well. Anyway, so, um, but Norman was pretty much saying that using the name of Minerva has been useful in numbers of different ways, um, for the most part. So Ray asks him, "What are you planning?" And you know. Pretty much, of course, that's normal for everybody to want to know what he's planning. And so Norman kind of responds, like, to answer that question, there's a certain conversation I need to have with you. Do you all know uh, about why demons eat humans, why they must eat humans, and just what the demons are? And the chapter ends like that. So, of course, there's always a cliffhanger. Automatically, I'm over here, really want to know, why the demon must eat humans? Is it just because they use them for the brain to keep up their intelligence? Or, yeah, that's the only thing I got. I really don't have anything else. So, I really want to know why do demons, why the demons must eat humans and what they really are. Not unless they're like morph-like humans that have been experiment. One of those things. We'll find out, though. I'm pretty sure we'll find out in the next chapter. But anyway, that's it. You guys tell me what's your prediction for that one. And you guys, as always, know that I will be starting my next chapter, which is My Hero Academia, which has some stuff going on in that one soon. So stand by for that. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and finish up today's podcast um so today's well the last manga review will be my hero academia chapter 213 location of soul so if you guys remember deku was losing control of his power and there he was pretty much drawn into all might where he met one of the predecessor of all might so this chapter kind of went in depth with what's going on with Deku. So pretty much Deku sees in um, in the first page, well, the first and second page, Deku sees All Might, well, the, not All Might, but the guy who owns uh, All For One. Oh, no, I mean, One For All, sorry. I always get those two mixed up. Don't know why I do that, pretty much. And Deku was pretty much freaking out that he didn't have a mind. He couldn't answer. But that's when he realized that he's actually um, inside One For All, where all the past predecessors who had One For All lived. And so, 
And I think I found like a new development of one for all. So I don't know why I never noticed it. I always thought it was just people who didn't have quirks. But as you read on, you tend you figure out what's going on and what happened. And it might change my theory a little bit of Deku not having a quirk and actually having a quirk. Even though I feel like he does have a quirk, it just been stolen from uh, for all for one because that doctor kind of reminded me of the doctor that worked with uh, one for all. I mean, all for one. So we'll see that. Anyways, um, the dude, I don't think they gave him a name. I'm just going to call him Ballhead Guy. Uh, was like, uh, look like I'm on the time limit. All right, listen up, kid. The power you just used is my quirk. Uh, so pretty much the power that Deku was using wasn't all uh, one for all going out of control. It was actually a quirk. And the bald head dude was saying that, um, that the quirk that he had and that the prior people had all merged and all lived inside one for all so Deku can potentially tap that quirk and use it as his own because he's unlocking a new power each time he has it and he was and the old the ball dude was pretty much saying that one for all is growing and pretty much Deku is going to be stronger than all the others passing on because it kind of like stacks on which is pretty cool to know that Deku has the potential to be stronger than All Might was. And by that, which I kind of figure, I felt like One for All gets stronger as it gets passed down each time. And we'll see if, you know, if he gets, how should I say it, like any more ability of his own to that will eventually make everybody consensus make him stronger than All Might. But anyway, keep going. So... The dude was, uh, the ball dude was saying, just now, were you thinking of going to capture him or grab him? You weren't, uh, you weren't, he pretty much, he said you were thinking it to the point where his, that Deku was able to unlock his ability because all he was thinking about was capturing Monoma at that current moment. So, so that was pretty impressive. The dude then goes on to say that his quirk is a black whip. Uh, so which is perfect pretty much to capture anything. It's like, I would describe it like a black shadowy figure. Um, I don't know. That's what, that's how I'm going to say for the most part. Yeah. I don't know any other better way to say it, but the ball dude continues saying that he, Deku was lucky that his quirk was the first one to get, um, he said, that however the power being accumulated within one for all had made had also been added to this quirk. So pretty much his quirk is stronger now than what it was when he had it. So pretty much Deku can use it for his ability and whatnot. So the dude begins like put his put his hand in Deku's chest or shadowy chest figure, whatever, and they disintegrate it. Um pretty much before the ball had to do left, he's told him, uh, do your best, boy. We're with you. You're going to be one who uh, completes one for all. So pretty much, like I said, Deku's going to be the messiah or whatever. So Deku finally snapped back into the battlefield 
And he kind of freaked out because Yurika was uh, holding him. You know how he is. He likes her, so typical stuff. And pretty much everybody was like, you know, she asked him, was he good? And he was pretty much saying, yeah, he, all right, uh, what have you done? And right there, Monoma came uh, and trying to attack him. Talk about, hello, we're not done here, you know. And at that moment, Monoma was trying to almost grab him. But at that very second, Yurika came in and used um, gun hand martial, martial arts. Which I didn't really think her training with that dude when Gunhead was that special, but seeing her using the martial art in action was pretty good. So I'm not gonna lie. So she need to go back and train that because if she used the mixed martial art along with that floating, her floating ability, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Um, but right before she could even do anything. Poultry guys kind of intervene, um, stopping it. And then here come the rest of the team, Deku team. And here come the rest of the 1B team. And it just became one all-out melee battle. And you start seeing stuff flying around. And so it was, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good chapter, I have to say. There's some more stuff that I feel like you guys can do. Um for the most part, um, but you, the scenes flipped over to pretty much All Might and Eraserhead, and uh, All Might was asking Eraser, what should we do? Eraser, um, and Eraser kind of responded, let's keep watching. Um, uh, so, and at the end, they say the fifth set shall continue, pretty much, and that's how it ends. Then you see, pretty much the next chapter is going to be set up. I don't know how it's going to be. I like, in the end, I think Deku is going to win because he got this new ability. But right away, I don't think he's going to learn how to master it. I think it's going to take some time for him to master it. You never know, though, because with those type of things, it depends how fast the series wants. They either make him master it right away, but seeing how My Hero Academia is, I'm pretty sure they're going to go ahead and try to extend his training a little bit so he can understand and maybe Deku might talk to All Might and see if he knows himself because we'll see if All Might even got to that level or was he just brute strength. So, anyway, that's it for today's manga review. I hope you guys enjoyed. Definitely follow me on all social media platforms. And another thing before I go, I still am waiting on people because I want to make sure before I hand out my prizes on giving people chances to win a year subscription to Nintendo Switch um, online. So, if you're interested, all you have to do is email me at AnimeNerds1992 at gmail.com, which the link is in my subscription, and just tell me what is your favorite uh, Anime Nerd podcast and stuff like that, what you like, what you dislike, what do you think I need to work on, and you enter in to win the prize. So I want to try to probably wrap this up by, I'm going to say, February 1st. And that's when I want to choose the winner. So if you haven't do it, please do so. And I will be seeing you guys soon. Peace.